Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just out and about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What's up, hoops handicappers? I hope you're all doing well. I finally had a winning night betting the NBA postseason. I was two for one in my Tuesday, April 19th best bets. And we have another three-game slate in the NBA postseason tonight. It's April 20th. Um, there's, again, a three-game slate. I actually have four best bets. I I like uh, one side, two totals, and a player prop in one of the games. Um, but before I get into recapping last night's performance and discussing uh, the handicaps for Wednesday's slate. Let me first shout out the odds provider of this podcast, Typico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game with Tipico, so please see their website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so I was 2-1 and one on Tuesday's um, NBA playoff slate. My first-round record is 4-5. and five. I was 0-2 in the play-ins. I count the play-in games as part of my postseason record. So I'm four and seven uh, in this season or in this year's postseason. Hopefully, I can get that number above 500 here before the uh, start of the weekend. I'm feeling pretty confident about today's bet slip. Again, I have four best bets in the three-game slate: one side, two totals, and one player prop. But first, let's look at last night's performance. I uh, hit with the Miami Heat. I laid 7.5 points in the Miami Heat, I believe. Um, That line closed at minus 8, at least according to one of the books that I looked at. Uh, That game, um, the Heat had control of that game in the second half, really took control in the third quarter, but uh, Atlanta fought back in the fourth quarter behind a sensational Bogdanovich performance. He ended up scoring 29 points, and the Hawks outscored the um the the heat 29-28 in the fourth quarter to 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 make that a sweat but ultimately the heat minus seven and a half was the winning side uh we owe a big thank you to jimmy butler who just went nuts against the atlanta hawks this guy was banging threes which is pretty rare for jimmy butler but it was a full jimmy butler experience hitting his uh um just grinding the atlanta hawks down in the post getting to the foul line um, and, and, and hitting threes for Jimmy Butler is a bit of a surprise, but we needed all of his 45 points to cover the seven and a half heat one, one fifteen and one Oh five. The next game, 
um, which was a whiff. I took the Minnesota Timberwolves plus seven points against the Memphis Grizzlies in game two. Grizzlies just beat the tar out of the Timberwolves, beat them 124 to 96. Um, I was kind of uh, frustrated with the officiating in that game. Um, mostly from like an entertainment perspective, not just like a betting perspective. Um, I, I think the, the refs just got too involved in the game. I guess Timberwolves got a little reckless. Carl Anthony Towns specifically got reckless and played a, a terrible game. He had gotten a foul trouble early and just, just didn't kind of lost his composure in that game. I'm also nervous with the Timberwolves chances moving forward because it looks like the Grizzlies figured out that Steven Adams probably isn't the guy that, uh, should be out there defending Carl Anthony Towns most times. Um, Carl Anthony Towns struggled with, uh, getting his shot off or creating looks for himself against, uh, fleet footed front court players like Brandon Clark and, and Jaron Jackson. And, uh, I think Tillman is the other, uh, backup bigs name on Memphis. So I'm a little nervous about Minnesota moving forward. And I was just completely on the wrong side of this one. Obviously, uh, Grizzlies win one twenty four ninety six. Our Timberwolves plus seven ticket really had no hope. So my bad on that one. In the next game, I hit the Pelicans uh, plus nine and a half, I believe, is what I gave it out at. They beat the Suns my um, 125 to 114. It was a sensational Brandon Ingram performance. Devin Booker exited the game early in the third quarter with a hamstring injury. He had 31 points, I think, through the first half. Um, so he was phenomenal. He was really the only reason the Pelicans were leading at or the Suns were leading at halftime. Uh, like I said, the Pelicans were probably going to be able to get to the free throw line pretty well, uh, pretty easily against Phoenix, and they are going to crush them on the glass, both of which were a big reason why New Orleans took control of the series. Um, even though it's tied 1-1, uh, they have home court throughout the rest of the series. So um, I think the, the Suns are in a lot of trouble if Devin Booker misses – um, more than one game here. I actually really like how the Pelicans match up with the Suns. They've out-rebounded them by 15 rebounds per game in the first two games, and I don't see that discrepancy going anywhere. So I like the Pelicans, but 2-1 uh, and one yesterday. I'm up to 4-7 and seven in the postseason again, and um, I have four best bets on the Wednesday, April 20th slate. My four best bets are I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets plus 3.5 points visiting the Boston Celtics. I'm going over 216 and a half in the Philadelphia. Oh, excuse me. I'm also going over 14 and a half points for Marcus Smart's player prop. Um, I'll talk about that as well when I'm breaking down the Nets Celtics game. Um, the third best bet I have is over 216 and a half in the Sixers Raptors game. And I'm going over 225 and a half in the Bulls Bucks game. But I'll start with the first game that tips off at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on TNT. The Nets um, down 0 1 playing uh, the Boston Celtics, were favored three and a half points. I'm sprinkling a little bit on the money line and the Nets plus three and a half. Um, their their game one was an iconic 115-114 victory for Boston, which featured a Jason Tatum buzzer-beating layup. It was an all-time game. Um, but I think all these games, these Nets-Celtics games, are effectively coin flip games, so it's going to be hard to pass up on um, getting points at either one of these teams. So um, I'm, I'm loving the Nets plus 3.5. Also, I don't think Ke- Kevin Durant has two bad games in a row. 
He shot 37.5% from the field, and a big reason was how Boston defended him. Uh, Boston did a great job defending him, forced a bunch of KD turnovers and errant passes. Um, but I think KD and the Nets adjust to how the, the Celtics defended him, and he uh, gets um, plays closer to his averages in the uh, game two here of the series. He uh, In the regular season, KD averaged 29 points per game, an efficient 29 points per game. And then last year in the postseason, he averaged 33 points per game versus Boston. So Kevin Durant can get buckets around against this team. He can get buckets on any team ever. Um, so I think he'll uh, bounce back from a shaky game one performance. And I don't think enough of the NBA community has talked about this, but I'll take Brooklyn's role players over Boston. I know Boston has more continuity more familiarity with with each other but Goran Dragic has been into a finals Patty Mills has won a finals Seth Curry is an elite out uh, outside shooter and floor spacer and I just like those guys over Derek White Peyton Pritchard and I, I'll even include the defensive player of the year Marcus Smart into that bucket I think Kyrie Irving and 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 Kevin Durant effectively uh, cancel out um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and even Marcus Smart if you want to throw a third name into there for Boston. But I do like the role players from Brooklyn. Uh, I like uh, head coach Steve Nash's intensity on the sideline. I think Brooklyn takes this, this game outright. Um, but I'm going to take them plus three and a half because they play really well against good teams. Um, they're five and one against the spread in their last six versus teams with a 60% winning percentage or better. And really, any again, any team that's getting plus points in this series, it'd be hard for me to pass up. So I'll take the Nets plus three and a half. The player prop that I like in this game, as I mentioned off the top, I'm going over 14 and a half points. Marcus Smart for Marcus Smart. Now, uh, I took it at plus or at 13 and a half this morning, and Typico had 13 and a half this morning as well. So if you're not in New Jersey or Colorado, please. Or I, w- I would advise you to shop around to see if there's still some 13 and a halfs from Marcus Smart's player prop, but I'm still giving it out and playing it at 14 and a half, which is what Typico's current line is. He's gone over, um, he's gone over this point prop in 12 straight versus Brooklyn. Um, excuse me, he's gone over this point prop in 11 to 12 games versus Brooklyn, including last year's playoffs. Smart has a 70% true shooting versus Boston this season, uh, averaging 50, 50, 90. Those are are his shooting splits. And I think Marcus Smart's going to be motivated by Kyrie Irving busting his ass in game one. Kyrie Irving had, I think, a game high, 39 points. Shot absolutely sensational with 60% from the field, flipping off the crowd, put up a pretty crazy performance but I think Marcus Smart is gonna is gonna um at least uh, get up more shots and have a higher offensive volume here and he's definitely gonna get quality looks if he's on the floor at the same time as Jason Tatum Jalen Brown and or uh, Derek White if if Marcus Smart's out there with two of those three guys then he'll be the least um focused guy in bot or the least he'll command the least amount of Brooklyn's defensive attention if he's out there. I guess that's the best way to put it. So I'm going over 14 and a half points with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, excuse me. 
Um, the uh, next game, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off between the 76ers visiting the Toronto Raptors. 76ers are up two games to O. They've just crushed Toronto in the first two games, beat them 131-111 in Game 1, 112-97 in Game 2. Um, they're getting to the free throw line at will and beat and hard and have more free throw attempts than Toronto's whole team. Maxine and Tobias Harris are shooting the lights out. Really all the role players for the Philadelphia 76ers are shooting the lights out, which obviously makes me more confident in the over 216 and a half here. Um, and also we got some over base trends that I like here. The Philly 17 and seven and one to the over as road favorites, the plus 3.7 total margin. Toronto's 24 and 17 to the over at home. Also, the market steamed this total up from the 214.5 point opener to 216.5. So the sharp side, or at least the side that the books have the most liability in, seems to be the over. So we'll follow the money and take the over here. And game two is trending way over the total. There was 65 points scored in the first quarter, but that game got out of hand. Um, Philly let off the gas and... And, um, and and the scoring really died down the second half. I don't see that game playing out, or uh, game three playing out similarly, because, I mean, if Philly takes um, command of this game, um, then, I, I mean, Toronto is going to have to have an all-in effort, right? They don't want to go down 3-0 in this series. So I, I think they'll they'll pick up the speed, they'll chuck up threes, and, and um, it'll be a little random, but Toronto can definitely um, help by picking up the pace and chucking up more threes and, and cashing our over. Also, I mean, Toronto obviously just has no answer for Joel Embiid. Um, so I think he's going to be able to get to the free throw line and get his points and and collapse Toronto's perimeter defense, at least give wide open looks to his role players. And conversely, Toronto, if they can, if they can, um, if they can hold Philly's role players to a poor shooting performance, they can turn those live rebounds into fast break opportunities. Philly's transition defense is terrible. If Philly's role players don't cool off, then I mean that helps the over as well. So I like over two sixteen and a half. A lot of the markets on it. We are getting a little late to the number, but I still think there is value in this number. So. I'll uh, add that to the bet slip. And then the final best bet in the final game of the Wednesday slate, the Chicago Bulls down 0-1 meet the Milwaukee Bucks in game two. The total is, um, I like the total at 225.5. I like the over and the uh, the, the spread minus 9.5, um, obviously in favor of the, the, the Bucks. The Bucks failed to cover in a 93-86 game one win. They were 10.5 point favorites. Chicago played them pretty tough. I can't really figure out why Milwaukee didn't score more points. Um, Chicago's, um, the answer for Chicago not scoring more points is pretty easy. I mean, Milwaukee's defense shut down DeMar DeRozan, and Chicago's offense can be um, pretty skittish if DeMar DeRozan isn't balling out. But I'm going to zigzag on a bunch of under-friendly trends. Game one going under the 230-point total by by 51 points and this this uh game two just having too much line movement off of game one's total the game one total was 230 and this one is at 225 and a half so i think uh that that movement is a little too much by the market by the odds makers and i'll i'll attack the over here although i will say 
uh, we are seeing some reverse line movement in the betting market. So maybe my over is a sucker play. I just I think it's going to ping pong over the total since the last game went far under the total. Um, and Milwaukee scored 118, 126, and 123 points per game. Uh, points, excuse me, in the three games prior uh, of the three prior meetings with Chicago at the end of the regular season. So Milwaukee should be able to get its points against uh, Chicago. I am a little nervous about Chicago against Milwaukee, but the styles support an over bet here. Both play a lot of ISO offense and are actually below average at ISO defense. Milwaukee likes to push the pace. They have a top 10 pace. Chicago is actually second in fast break efficiency. Both teams have a top 10 offensive uh, free throw attempt rate, a top 10 true shooting percentage, a top 10 offensive turnover rate, and a below average defensive turnover rate. So we should see some crisp offense um, in this game. Also, Chicago is a terrible three-point defense, and uh, Milwaukee's um, I think third in three-point shooting percentage. However, Milwaukee allows a ton of three-point attempts, and Chicago's um, Chicago's got a top three um, three-point rate from um, uh, uh, three-point shooting percentage. So, if Milwaukee's gonna allow Chicago to chuck up threes, and Chicago um, tries some different things on offense besides being so Demar um, ISO dependent and maybe get some, some open looks for role players or, or three-point shooters. Uh, I think our, our I think Chicago can connect on some threes and, and help push this game over the total. Also, Chicago runs a ton of pick and roll, and they're very efficient in the pick and roll, and um, they get a, their second in pick and roll efficiency and second in pick and roll shot quality, whereas Milwaukee is 21st and pick and roll defensive shot quality and 25th and pick and roll defensive efficiency. So I think these styles line up for an over. I'll take over 225.5 in the Bulls Bucks game two. I'll add that with the over 216.5 and the Sixers at the Raptors. And then I got two bets in the Nets Celtics. I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets plus 3.5 points. And I'm going over Marcus Smart 14.5 points. That's it. Those are my best bets for the Wednesday, April 20th NBA playoff slate. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me if you're in Colorado or New Jersey. Please check out the Tipico Sportsbook. If not, shop around for the best numbers, but I'll holler at you guys tomorrow most likely. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.